Hey guys, Eric Bischoff here, and just want to call a quick timeout. I want to tell your listeners about what I've been telling everybody at over at 83 Weeks for quite a while now, about all the cool things that are happening over at adfreeshows.com. We get a peek behind the curtain on an all-new edition of The Insiders, as Conrad sits down with former WWE writer and current Impact producer, Jimmy Jacobs. You start to realize that you're one weird interaction with events away from being in the doghouse or being fired. And then you just start to behave in a way to try to not get fired. And then your ideas become ideas in an effort to not get fired. And pretty soon you have a whole bunch of people that are playing to not lose. Want to pick the brain of the podfather? We just celebrated episode 50 of Ask Conrad, our Q&A mailbag series where Conrad answers your questions. So to me, solo kind of has the Arn Anderson syndrome right now where Arn was as good of a wrestler as anybody on the card, but because he's standing next to Ric Flair, he's just not going to get that opportunity. And even if he did, I think fans would say, oh yeah, I love Arn. Why isn't Rick here? Uh, and it feels a little bit like shake and bake in the old Talladega nights. And I understand the Will Ferrell character was winning all the time, but what if the other fellow won? What if Mr. John C. Riley won? And I think that's kind of the solo circumstance. If you're looking for interactive experiences, ad-free shows members can now take part in the live tapings of the podcast and are now part of the show. Eric Jones, Josh Henney, Nathan, Mitchell, Coach Rosie, RJ, Amy's here. She came to the Testicle Festival. That's awesome. We get like one or two women, you know, every once in a while, and I just love it when we do. Um, thank you all for doing this with us. This is kind of fun. Amy Vaughn's here. Amy! This is fun. I dig this. This is a different kind of energy. I don't know why. Well, yeah, you're, you're performing for a crowd now. It's not just me anymore, right? We're, we're That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we're going to be doing Ask Kurt Anything Part 2. That's right. The fans can ask me anything they want, and I will answer their questions. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm doing great, man. Part 2, we're back. They had so much fun with Part 1. We did it live with our ad-free show, guys. Uh, people maybe didn't see it. They, well, they won't because I'm going to edit it. But, man, I had some shit internet problems, so I got to figure that out. I got to get on the old business internet. We're going to get that cleaned up. It didn't help that all the kids were home, streaming home alone, streaming video games. But uh, 
you need some business internet. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm going to work on it. Don't worry. But man, I had uh, so much fun with you doing the ask her anything. And we had so many questions left over. And I think you're taking a little bit of break uh, between Christmas and new year's going to enjoy that downtime with your family. So we said, let's just do ask her part two. Part and that's two. what we're going to do today. So you ready for this? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. Let's have a little bit of fun. We're going to start with Graham Claremont. And by the way, Kurt, I hope you had a great Christmas. I did. It was a wonderful Christmas. And it <laughs> actually, actually a white Christmas kind of. Yeah. 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 We've been getting some snow on the ground out here. Graham Claremont wants to know what was your favorite person? Uh, who was your favorite person to wrestle in the ring with the guy and who was the guy or woman you had the most chemistry with? Jeez. Uh, the, the, okay. The, my favorite person, obviously I said this before and I'll say it a yeah. million times, Chris Benoit, he was yep. my favorite to get in the ring with and a guy or a girl that had the best chemistry with, well, we're <laughs> well, talking girl, I would say Stephanie McMahon. Oh, so good chemistry. Um, but a guy, uh, from a romantic standpoint, <laughs> <laughs> you did have a Billy and Chuck angle there for a while, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. No, I guess chemistry wrestling was, yeah. Um, you know what, uh, Shawn Michaels, I think everybody, mm. that guy, um, he, he was the best overall performer from an entertainment standpoint, a wrestling standpoint, a promo standpoint, Chris Benoit was the best technician, but Shawn Michaels was the best overall performer. All right. There you go. Not surprised, but I, I wasn't thinking about it, but Stephanie McMahon, great answer. You guys were just awesome with some of those promos yeah, and some of those. And the chemistry, maybe with the lip lock, you know, maybe you thought about that too. Uh, it's like a fish. <laughs> that's true. That she was wasn't feeling like, yeah, she wasn't feeling the, the chemistry. Uh, the dude comes in and says, what's your preference of milk? So Kurt, are you a 1%, 2%? Are you a whole milk? Are you a chocolate milk? I mean, what, what's, what's your you preference? Didn't pick, on you didn't pick the right one. I am all? a skim milk guy. Okay? Uh, okay. I gotta keep the fat low to keep my knees healthy, keep my weight down. Uh, other than that, listen, I absolutely love whole milk. I just can't drink it because there's too much fat in it. Yeah. I was raised on whole milk too, but it's, it seems to be 2% in our house at this point. So it's a lot healthier skim for Kurt skim for Kurt. There's no shock there. He chugs that down along with some chicken snacks and that's his routine. <laughs> Team forward is up next. Who is the future of wrestling in your opinion? That's tough. I mean, you know, you talking now or far in the future. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's just somebody that you could see now a young, a young up and comer or someone that you just say, man, they're the, they're, they're just going to have an awesome career. Like, uh, you know, I, I would love to see someone like Ricochet get that opportunity. I think he could be the future. I think he, he reminds me a lot of a superhero. Mm. I mean, my wife puts him over a million times. She thinks he's incredible just because of the stunts he can do. And, and yeah. he's a great in-ring wrestler. He, he's not just a, a stunt man. He's a technician too. He knows all his stuff. And I think someone like him, good looking guy, uh, you know, giving him an opportunity to be at the front, you know, where Roman Reigns is. I don't know if it would ever happen because, you know, it, to a certain degree, he's a little bit undersized, but look, look at Ray Mysterio, what he was able to accomplish. He was main event all the time. So I don't see why Ricochet couldn't do the same thing. I love that answer, Kurt, because people always just try to go with the people everybody knows. Oh, Seth Rollins, this guy, that guy. So I do love this kind of a out of the box, you know, someone that people probably didn't think Kurt Angle would say, and and he does have all the ability. 
if that happens, we'll see. Uh, Chukin Nougat says, and this is how it's spelled, Kurt, C-H-O-O-K-E-N-N-O-O-G-E-T, Chukin Nougat. Nougat. He, he wants to know, if you were only able to wrestle one match in your entire life, who would it be against? I mean, the entirety of your life. You could only wrestle one. Are we talking pro wrestling or amateur or, wrestling? <laughs> maybe you could give me one of each. Oh, man. Um, I would love to wrestle. Uh, I would have loved to wrestle Bruno San Martino. Um, he was such a legend in Pittsburgh. Even when I didn't follow pro wrestling, he was a legend. Everybody knew him in Pittsburgh. He, they knew who he was. He was one of the most famous athletes of all time in Pittsburgh. Um, uh, but uh, what was the uh, other question? So the other one was if, okay, so that's Bruno for, you know, one person. What about on the uh, amateur side? Amateur side, I would have loved to wrestle Alexander Corelli. Uh, that wasn't going to happen, though. He was super heavyweight. I was heavyweight. He was in Greco-Roman. I was freestyle. Alexander Corelli is the greatest wrestler that ever wrestled, period. He won 11 World Olympic titles. Uh, actually, a USA wrestler beat him his last match of his career. Uh, Rulon Gardner beat him uh, in double overtime by a technicality, a referee uh, technicality. Uh, it was kind of sad to see Corell and lose, but you know it was it was uh, Rulon Gardner, which was pretty awesome. He was a USA guy, uh, but but um, um, he was uh, he was just incredible. He he was a three hundred pound man, uh, really athletic, great technician. Uh, he dominated. The reason Rulon beat him is because he retired, and Russia pulled him out of retirement. And said, "Hey, wrestle one last Olympics," and he went back without even hardly training. And he won very close matches all the way up to the finals. And in the finals, it was 0-0, double overtime, 0-0. And then they had to do a lockup. And one or the other had to take the other one down without losing their grip. Yeah. And Corellin went to re-grip. He, he, his, his fingers broke. And he put them together. The referee said, that's it. Match is over. You, you unlocked your fingers. And it, it was such a weird technicality. It was like, he's losing because of this. You know, but but I give Rulon cre credit, Rulon Gardner, because he took him to overtime. He took him to over double overtime, and he got Corellin tired. Even even though Corellin wasn't at his best, Corellin was still expected to win the Olympic Games. He was still expected to dominate. But uh, Rulon Bar Gardner beat him. But Alexander Corellin is the one guy I would love to have gotten the ring or on the on the wrestling mat with. Uh, he was the most dominating wrestler of all time. There you go. All right. Ken's up next. He said, if you could address one common misconception regarding pro wrestling, what would it be? That it's fake. Um, you know, uh, we all know that's predetermined, but, uh, for people to claim that it's fake and that, uh, these wrestlers, uh, they don't know what they're doing. They're not tough. Uh, we bump on plywood. I mean, we run the ropes on plywood, which makes our knees shock absorbers, which is what messes up our knees. That's why I had knee replacements. Um, I, I have never suffered so much in my life, uh, for amateur wrestling. I had a lot of injuries, but nothing compared to pro wrestling is the toughest thing I've ever did. Mm, no, you're right. I'm glad that you said that too, because, oh, that's always what people try to say. Oh, it's fake. Are you kidding me? Have you seen a chair shot? Have you seen some of the bumps that these guys take? And you tell me that that's fake. And you know what? We're, we're, we're agreeing to do it. So it's kind of like a, a form of self-abuse. You're right. You know, you're bumping. You're doing the bumping. You know, you're allowing the guy to bump you. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, when, whenever you bump, it's like getting hit from behind going 60, you, your neck whiplashes, your lower back gets a lot of damage to it. It's, it's a really brutal form of sport. Leo wants to know, will there, will there be a return of team angle? And if it could include Gable Stevenson, you never know. I mean, you know, I don't know if, uh, Gable Stevenson's gonna agree to be a part of team angle. Um, I think that, uh, we could do something like that to start it off, but I think eventually Gable would have to go off on his own, uh, being that he's also an Olympic gold medalist and probably needs to start his own faction eventually. So we could start out with team angle, bring Shelton back, maybe Charlie, uh, maybe even Chad notice have a uh, Gable Stevenson in there and then have Gable turn on us and build his own faction. And uh, there you, ha- there you go. You have a WrestleMania, you know, match set up. So, um, who said you can, who said you couldn't do creative in wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's easy when you got two Olympic gold medalists, I, oh, just, okay. hey, find a way to make this program work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's good, man. So never say never as always in wrestling, uh, Josue is up next. He says, who came out with that combination of the drop toe hold angle lock crossface at survivor series, 2002. That was an awesome spot with Ben Juan edge. Yeah, that was me. I always came up with the submission holds and the, and, uh, the, the trade-offs and stuff like that. So, uh, that was my idea. I, I was really good at doing that stuff. Uh, especially when you get into submissions and false finishes, that was my forte. That's what I was really, that was what my biggest strength was coming up with different submission holds and trade off the submission holds and stuff like that. So I took a lot of pride in doing that. There you go. Uh, blazing 420 says, Oh, you know, he's having a good time heading into the year. Do you actually like it when the fans chant you suck during your intro? <laughs> At first I didn't like it. I hated it, but after a while it became a form of appreciation. So. I actually love it now, uh, which is really weird. Um, you know, the fans chanting, you suck. If you're a non-wrestling fan, you have to be saying, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what He's is- smiling. He seems to like it. He really does. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a little crazy being a non-wrestling fan and hearing that stuff. But uh, you know what? It's really cool. Uh, to me, that uh, now, uh, whether the fans think I suck or not, to me, I'm going to believe that it's a form of appreciation. Term of yeah, form of endearment and, uh, it caught on like wildfire and it's just one of those things that's going to just always stick with you. So there you oh, go. Gosh, you know, they, they played at sporting events. It's crazy. Yeah. Football yeah. games, baseball, basketball, hockey. <laughs> so good. Uh, Eddie Lowe is up next and he said, did you enjoy getting kissed by Brock Lesnar? Oh, I loved it. Of course. <laughs> no. Um, you know what Brock, uh, we, we got done wrestling and, uh, Brock and I were having a really good uh, program together. And I think we were both baby faces at that particular time. We just got done doing a house show. We, we killed it. I mean, we had an incredible match. And I remember Brock, you know, he put his hand out to shake my hand. And of course, you know, me being a baby face, shook his hand. And then he put his hands out like he wanted to hug. We hugged. And then he grabbed my face and kissed me right on the lips. <laughs> it shocked the shit out of me, man. Of, of all people to do it, Brock Lesnar, like, yeah, he right. Never, he never does this kind of stuff. So it was like, does he really like me? <laughs> I started questioning if Brock really liked me or not. <laughs> I think he did. I mean, because I don't think he was kissing many other guys on the lips, but here's the thing. What's up with that? The lips. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only that, and then we saw somebody, I think, tagged us or sent it to me or whatever the clip of 
you kissing Undertaker on the lips. Remember when you told us that story the other night on ad free shows, our Zoom? One of the guys found it on YouTube and 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 put it on social. Hey, I did what Brock did to me. I did the Undertaker, and man, I ran out of that ring so fast because I knew if he got a hold of me, he was going to kill me. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, James Chadwick, Chad Simpson is up next. He says, Kurt, your it's true. It's true. VHS from 2000 is hilarious. How did you find out WWF was going to make a VHS about your first year? How long did it take to film your in-character interviews? And did you sense any jealousy from the boys for having a VHS out despite just being a rookie? You know what? Nobody ever said anything to me. And I thought it was pretty cool. That I had a VHS take to come out literally right after my rookie year. I mean, and they filmed it pretty quickly and I stayed in character the whole entire time. It was so different than any other pre uh, any other, uh, story that they've done on wrestlers. Usually they're documentaries. This was me in character. Like Vince McMahon wanted the fans to believe that I was literally like that. So he wanted to do an in character, <laughs> you know, VHS tape, which I thought was awesome. I absolutely loved it. And, uh, uh, I, you know, the fans, whether they loved me or hated me, they got the asshole Kurt Angle on that one. Yeah. It, 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 apparently according to him, it was so good. It just seemed so natural, the asshole Kurt Angle. So I don't know. <laughs> Jason, Jason Bertelli's up next. Why was there never a program with Kurt and Batista after their one off in 2005? You know what? I remember Batista got hurt. I was on raw and he was on SmackDown. He was a champion. And he had to put the title up. Uh, he couldn't wrestle. I think he tore his, his tricep off his elbow. And um, so they asked me to come over to take over the spot as champion. Um, I know they asked a bunch of people from Raw. And, of course, these certain people didn't want to go to SmackDown because Raw was the flagship show. And I was like, why not? Like, you're going to be champion over on SmackDown. Why would you go? So I went. And uh, – so I didn't get the chance to wrestle Batista at that particular time. And after I lost the title to Rey Mysterio WrestleMania, Batista took his time coming back. And by the time 2006 came around, I quit. So Batista yeah. never had the opportunity to get in the ring together. I think we worked in the ring one time. That was it. Yeah. Uh, but I would have loved to work with Dave. He he was really good. Um, he, he was a little green when he started. I'm not going to lie to you, but he picked up on it pretty quickly. And he's, you know, he became a really good champion. For sure. Uh, Slovakia 99's up next. Do you remember the one and only Sheiky baby calling you a gold digger on the Howard Stern show? He was pissed that you went to TNA. Do you have some more stories with Sheiky? You know what? Sheik and I, we have argued a million times on the radio, whether it was Bubba the Love Sponge or Howard Stern. But, uh, you know, we, we would, the thing is, we both stayed in character and neither one of us would budge. We were fighting on the radio, like calling each other a-holes and effers. And, you know, like Sheik, Sheik was just, uh, he was hilarious. I mean, he was so random, the stuff that he said. And I just played along with it. And then whenever I would see him, we'd hug and say hi. And, hey, uh, we're, we're knocking it out of the park with these radios, you know, to making these fans believe we hate each other. We didn't hate each other. We loved each other. And, uh, you know, the, the thing about Sheik is, He's from Iran. I wrestled the Iranian in the finals yes. of the Olympics. So Sheik always has to bring that up to me because me and the Iranian actually tied. and We went into double overtime, and the referee had to decide the winner. And, of course, Sheik thinks the Iranian won, Abishadidi, and I think that I won. So 
Uh, there's a little bit of an argument there, but for the most part, we actually like each other. <laughs> you, uh, you mentioned Bubba, the love sponge. You used to do a quite a number of appearances on his show. Didn't you back in the day? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I did quite a bit. Um, uh, it was a lot of fun. He, he had a good, uh, he had a good following, uh, really popular. And, uh, his demise was the whole Hulk Hogan thing. Yeah. No, it, it just, uh. Uh, you know, he's trying to bounce back now. I think he's starting to bounce back a little bit, but it took him a long time I'm to sure. get back to, to where he was before. I had, it's so funny, Kurt. I had a contractor who was come doing some work in the summer and, uh, I was wearing my Kurt Angle show shirt. He was like, Kurt Angle. I, he, I said, yeah. He said, I used to listen to him all the time on Bubba, the love sponge show. I said, get out of here. He, I, said, I said, yeah, hey. right here in this room. I record with him. I got more people telling me they listen to me on Bubba Love Sponge more than they watch me on TNA. Yeah, like it, I bet. Crazy. A lot of mainstream people, fans were really listening. A lot of, a lot of everyday people just listen to Bubba. You know, that's he, how he knew you. The further outreach than my, our fan base, you know. Yeah, and I've, I always forget to bring it up to you until you just said it there. But man, that's how he knew you. His buddy knew you. It was from the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Nothing to do with wrestling. I'm like, this is crazy. Okay, cool. That Whatever. DJ Crunch is up next. My buddy, main event crunch is his Twitter handle. And uh, he said, doubling up on this because Paulie B said so. He has a question, Kurt, about your slinglet that you wore at No Mercy 2002, the gear. Did you have to borrow something from Scott Steiner? Because I never saw it again. He sent me a quick picture of it, Kurt. It, first of all, it looked like it was meant for a 14 year old. It was so small and tight, this slinglet that you had on. But I don't know. Uh, you, I don't have a picture of it, but it was uh, No Mercy 2002. Uh, you'd have to Google it, I guess, or whatever. Colors were it was obviously red, white, and blue, right? Yeah, it was red, white, and blue, but uh, it, it was very form fitting. Um, so I don't know. He just was curious. Was it, was, it, was it mainly blue? It was mainly blue. I'm gonna Google it while we're sitting here talking about it. No it's mercy. The one with the A, the red A on the front of it, and uh, there was a blue singlet. It was a really small singlet. It was tight as shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and. Uh, yeah. He just want to know what was the story with it. Did it end up in the dryer? Oh, here it is. And I, I wish I could share it with you. Uh, maybe, maybe our guy. So we have our guy, our social media guy, Dom. I don't know if you're able, to, if you're able, he's sitting in the back as our producer. If you're able to share it with us. Come on, uh, Dominic, not, you're not doing shit anyway. <laughs> Dominic D'Angelo, our hero, our hero. He's sitting in the background of the show. If he's able to, uh, to share that. But if you can Google it, Dom, like it's no mercy 2002. I Googled it. There's a picture of him facing off with Mysterio. It's blue on the front and red on the back. It's like kind of a, a split deal. Okay. And, and I think it had some glistening stuff. On it, it does. It was, it was glistening. It was glistening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was a Scott Steiner outfit. <laughs> yeah. So that's what he's asking about. That was really tight. Um, what happened was uh, they made it too small. They actually made it too small. And I had to like, like force my body into it. And force I, I, mean, my straps, I literally had to like scooch down and pull my straps up to get it on. <laughs> yeah. I felt like a hunchback because the straps were so tight. It, it was so small. I was like, don't do this next time. I literally had to wear it that night. Cause I didn't have a singlet and they just got done making it for me. And I had to go out like right, right after that. So I had to put it on. It was horrible. I can't imagine it had to feel good on the family jewels. You trying to put, oh, no, it, <laughs> it showed every part of them too. 
<laughs> your Olympic hero and his Olympic medals dangling out of the bottom of it. There you go. Holy shit. Well, well, I hope we did you justice. I think Dominic must be having lunch. Listen, his power's out. The poor guy's sitting at a bar restaurant right now, trying to, trying to listen in on the show for us as he does the he's social probably, media. He's probably drunk. He's probably drunk. Listen to the two of us the last half hour. So there you go. Uh, Brad Stanton is up next, our buddy. And he says, Kurt, what do you think of the Creed brothers in NXT? So I don't know if you're familiar with oh, them or not. I love them. Uh, okay. they're both all American wrestlers. I believe they're brothers. Uh, they have great futures. Uh, they, these are two other amateur wrestlers that were recruited, uh, the amateur ranks, um, big fans of theirs. They're going to have a huge future. I'm really excited about them. And I don't believe they're just going to be tag team partners. I think eventually they're going to spring off and go singles each. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so if you can see at the bottom, Dominic's pulling it up for us, uh, the picture. So Kurt, well, you'll see it here in a minute. Uh, so there you go. Big fan of the Cree brothers. Kurt's all in on them. And, uh, and so that is that, see, you can see he's trying to zoom in, but that's, that's, that was the picture. It was that sparkly one where it was the blue on the front. Can you see down there below and the red on the back? See it there in the, in the bottom of the stream. I don't see shit. Oh, okay. Well, we're, we're hitting a home run here. Let me do this. I'm going to add it to stream. Go ahead, Dominic. I just added you in, go back to that picture again, real quick. There it is. Oh yeah. Look how, look how tight that thing was. It's creeping up my ass. It is. It's my coin too, man. That was, that was small. (laughs) I mean, buddy, uh, usually, usually. Uh, my singlet's down to half past my thigh, and this is all the way up to the top of my thigh. This was really small, way too small for me. It's all, I it's all it Rey Mysterio's. It's giving you like an Olympic wedgie. Uh, there we yeah, go. Yeah, I think it was Ray Mysterio's singlet. <laughs> Jeremy Priest, we spent so much time on that. Uh, Jeremy Priest is up next. Out of all the stuff you accomplished in your career, and God knows the list is long, sir. Is there still one thing that maybe still bugs you that you didn't get to do? You know what? One thing that got away from me, and I'm not sure if the company didn't feel that I was worthy of it or if they didn't feel like it could have been because I've had numerous injuries and there were years where I couldn't wrestle uh, at the Royal Rumble, but I would have loved to be Royal Rumble champion. Um, I would have loved to win the Royal Rumble and go to WrestleMania and main event as most likely the baby face because that's what who usually wins the Royal rumble. Um, that would have been a lot of fun for me because I wrestled at WrestleMania, uh, all three years that I main evented, uh, as a heel, I didn't get the wrestle as a baby face. So mm. that, that unfortunately, uh, I would have loved to have done. So the whole deal, winning the rumble, going to main event, the rumble as the baby face and potentially winning the title at WrestleMania would have been the dream scenario and have that grand entrance at WrestleMania. Oh yeah. You know what? Uh, one thing I, I was an idiot about, uh, I didn't do anything special for my, my entrances. Well, I, I didn't even know we had the choice. Like, you know, John Cena, I remember one time he came down in like 1920s Muggsy, uh, mafia yeah. stuff from yeah, the mob, the mob. Yeah. Like well, where did he get this? Like how did creative come up with that for him and not me? I found out it was John's idea. I'm like, Oh, you're allowed to do this stuff. Okay. Well, this is crazy. So, uh, you know, and, and unfortunately that year, uh, was my last year <laughs> when I realized mm. that, um, that you could do that at WrestleMania. That was the year that, um, 
I lost to Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton and I, in a triple threat match. Lost to Rey Mysterio. That was my last WrestleMania. So I didn't get a chance to do it the following year. Wow. Well, there you go, guys. That's his dream scenario. I love it. Rumble win, babyface, go to WrestleMania, main event, babyface, grand entrance, and walk out with the title. That's the dream story for uh, for Kurt Angle. We want to pause this episode of the Kurt Angle Show to tell you about something Kurt and I are super passionate about, and that's great seafood and steaks. Yes, you heard me right. You know I love food. Kurt likes food when he's not dieting, and he does have his cheat meals, but you're not going to get a better meal than at jimmysfamousseafood.com. If you're a fan of the wrestling podcast, you've heard Conrad talk about it and many of the other wrestlers. Their pictures are hanging up all over the wall in Jimmy's Famous Seafood, and right now we have a deal for you. You can take advantage of it this holiday season, whether it's for Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, or college football playoffs are here. NFL football playoffs are here, the Super Bowl, your favorite Rumble event, whatever it may be, Jimmy's Famous is going to be a hit at your party. So listen, free two-day nationwide shipping on orders over $125. All you got to do is use the promo code ANGLE. That's it. Promo code ANGLE, and you can take advantage of that free two-day nationwide shipping. Now, it excludes steam crabs and fresh items, but listen what you can choose from. I'm talking Maryland crab cakes, soups and chowders, oysters, signature steaks. They have so many different items. I'm talking barbecue spare ribs, wings, crab dip, and the sleeper item, their crab cake egg rolls. You haven't had anything that good. I'm telling you, I love it. I get it every time I go there. They have packages that you can buy. They have their famous gift box. That includes four of the world's best colossal Maryland crab cakes, Crab soups, crab dip, seafood seasoning, the whole nine yards. They have a tailgate bundle that includes those wings and ribs I talked about, plus that crab cake mix. They've been featured on diners, drive-ins, and dives, beat Bobby Flay, and so much more. And there's a reason for that. They've been in business for 40 years. It's a fantastic company. It's a fantastic place to eat. And they're going to bring it to your doorstep, freezing cold, ready to go, for you to make some fantastic food and be the hero at your next party. Take advantage of it now. Jimmy'sFamousSeafood.com, promo code ANGLE. Uh, Brendan's up next, and he says, what's your favorite Canadian road stories? Any favorite memories of, of wrestling in Canada? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, that's or a Traveling in Canada or traveling in Canada, anything favorite? You know what? I can't think of anything. Yeah, <laughs> not off the top stuff. of your mind. No, no. There you I, go. Well, that's okay too. If you don't, you, know what you don't. I, what I made sure of, I always travel with Canadians. <laughs> there you go. Make it easier for myself, so especially Edge and Christian. I yeah. would travel with these guys all the time. They knew where all the best places were, the restaurants and hotels. So I just followed their lead. Yeah. No, there you go. Uh, sorry, don't have more for you there, uh, Brendan, but uh, thank you for the question. Joey, the Tori Amos guy, says, what is your favorite horror movie? I don't even know if you're a horror movie fan, Kurt. And can't, it can't be pro wrestlers versus zombies, by the way. So <laughs> do you have do you have a favorite horror movie, Kurt? Um, I would say I'm a big Halloween fan. I uh, love Jason. Uh, loved him since the, the first uh, movie. The Friday uh, the 13th one, yeah. Or I'm sorry, Friday. The and Mike, Mike, My yeah, My Mike Myers was Halloween. Mike Myers was Halloween. Friday the 13th is the movie I'm talking about. Yep. And I yep. think they did like six of them, right? So many of them, dude. They're still going, I think. They're still making them now, probably. <laughs> you know what? It works, though. I mean, you know, they could keep on making those forever. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, yeah, talk about a talk about a, a movie that they just can continue to come up with a storyline and all that good stuff. Uh, Friday the thirteenth, Jason. I can't believe I got Halloween and Friday the thirteenth. It's up. hey, it's easy to do, bud. Those are like iconic characters. When you think about Halloween, Mike Myers, they just came out. They just ended their trilogy this past Halloween. I'm a big uh, fan of the Halloween movies too. So there you go. Uh, two count Kyle's up next. He says, Hey Kurt, who would be one, the one to dethrone Roman reigns in your opinion? So who should it be? Who should dethrone Roman freaking reigns, Kurt angle. You know what? I would love for it to be a young guy, a new upcomer. Like when rock dropped the title to me, I mean, I was only in the business. I was only on TV for 10 months when I beat the rock for the title. I was relatively new and that made me, I mean, you know, obviously they, they could have a, a Seth Rollins beat them or, you know, a Braun Strowman beat them. But if you're going to do this, you want to do this with somebody that's going to make a big difference. Where what do you think? Yeah, I was going to say, what do you think about, and he's going to be coming back from injury here soon because he was red hot when he first came back to the company, got hurt, tore the peck, but now we could maybe see him at Royal Rumble. What do you think of Cody Rhodes? Oh, he was the first one I was going to pick. Okay. Cody Rhodes is the guy. Um, I believe that they're probably going to do something with him at the Royal Rumble. Uh, I think he'll probably win the Rumble and go on to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Um, uh, you know, I, I, he's not exactly a young guy, uh, and he has won the world title before, but he'd be the right person to do it. I think the fans have gotten behind him, and uh, he's a big enough star right now to do that. I like it. I like it. If, if you're going to do it with a young guy, you got to make him out of nowhere. Even like an Austin theory, you know, boom overnight, you know, uh, that that's what they did with me. Uh, literally. I mean, I lost five straight pay-per-views and I was like, where the hell are they going with me? Cause they had me all against main eventers. And then the next month at, at, uh, no mercy, I beat the rock. I was like, Made man, I was happy. Yeah. Yeah. I lost five straight pay-per-views and this pay-per-view I'm winning. I'm winning the world title. This is crazy. So it can happen out of nowhere. And I love what you said there, because sometimes as fans, we try to overthink of it, think it when you just said, Hey, let's learn from what we did in history. What would happen in, in the history of the business can sometimes work again. And it worked with you. Right. So, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. He said, what uh, is your opinion on super long title reigns like this? Are you for them or do they go stale after this long? This one is perhaps a little too long. Um, I know they wanted to get like a big, long record. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. If it's the the longest reign of all time, you know, Bruno's is, to, Bruno's to, will have that forever. Five years, right? Yeah, yeah. and nobody's ever okay. going to pass him. Well, if they try to do that with Roman, these fans are not going <laughs> to. No, you can't do that. I mean, back back then, the, people were patient. Now, uh, the the patience is is gone. You're you're not going to be a him just carrying it for two years is is incredible. It is, uh, but but I think for for any wrestler that's too long. It becomes a little stale and you know, from there, where are you going to go? Like, uh, you know, uh, if, if you drop the title continuously, you keep winning the title, uh, you're making new programs and new storylines. But if you're always the champion for two years straight storyline doesn't change, you're still the champion. So I, I think that that's a little too much. Hazard F five is up next. And he says, at what point, or how did the idea come up for you to remain standing while doing the ankle lock? You originally applied it while on one knee, like Ken Shamrock, but after about a year or so you did it standing and then later started grapevining the leg. Well, I, you know what? I, I was uh, on my knees 
And I felt like I was portraying Kenny Shamrock too much because that's what Kenny did. He did the ankle lock first. And so I wanted to do something different. So I decided not to go to my knee, to stay on my feet. And when it was really time to make them tap, I would drop to the grapevine, drop down, down to the floor and make them tap out. So that was a, that was a change out of respect for Kenny Shamrock. There you go. Matt M, our buddy's up next. And he said, did any of your opponents ever tell you that you were too intense in the ring? And then he says, what did you get Paulie B for Christmas? Hey, the fact that I get to do this show with him is enough of a Christmas present for me, Matt. That's hilarious. I, I gave Paulie nothing but love for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so did any of your opponents ever tell you that you were too intense in the ring? Oh God, everybody. Um, I had people come. I had Mick Foley come up to me before he wrestled me. He's like, uh, Kurt, could you, uh, not go so hard tonight? <laughs> he says, I, I don't know if I can make it for 12 minutes and we have a 12 minute match and I haven't been wrestling a lot. I had wrestlers do that all the time to me. Uh, they were nervous that I was going to get them tired. And that, that, that's one, that's a wrestler's biggest fear getting tired in the ring. The last thing they want to do is get tired. And I was not your best friend. If, uh, you were going to wrestle me because you were most likely going to get tired to an extent exhausted. Uh, but that's just, uh, that's how I wrestled. My intensity is so off the charts. You know, that's why I love wrestling Benoit because he can hang with me. He can match you with the intensity. Yeah. Justin Reed is up next. When WWE released you in 2020, then you came back the next month to be the referee for the riddle Thatcher fight pit match in NXT. Were there already plans to have you involved in the match before you got released? No, no, there wasn't. I got released. Uh, I remember, you know, uh, uh, Mark Carano called me and said, Hey, uh, don't show up for work this week. We're going to give you a severance pay for three months. And, uh, he said, I'm sorry, but we have to let you go. I didn't have a problem with it. I totally understood because to be honest with you, I was the, one of the newest employees, uh, from a creative standpoint, I was a, a producer and, uh, I figured if they were going to lay people off, I was going to be the first cause I was the last one hired. So, uh, I, I knew that it was coming, uh, but they called me out of the blue for this match. And I think it was because it was an MMA type of match and they wanted like an amateur wrestler to be uh, part of it. And uh, they wanted me to referee it. So I, I enjoy doing it, man. Uh, uh, it was um, a really good wrestler. I and that performed that night. It was a, uh, it was a, uh, what do you call it? Cage uh, match uh, that Kenny Shamrock and uh, Steve Blackman did. Uh, I forget what it was called. Yeah. They called but, this uh, one. They the called fight this pit. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was it, Dom? <laughs> the Lions Den. Lions Den. That's that it. Match. That's right. Yes. Thank you, Dom. Yeah, there he is. He came. He came back. There he is. Drew Landry is up next, and he says, "Where do your matches with Benoit rank amongst your greatest?" I think he's one of your top two greatest op opponents. Drew's uh, first pick is Eddie. What say you? Well, you know what, Eddie and I had great storylines with our matches so we had a little more added to it uh chris and i were just wrestling uh the you know chris was a very simple guy uh wasn't a, as creative as eddie was or as entertaining as eddie chris was kind of quiet and to himself and so we just to display wrestling incredible wrestling matches with eddie there was a lot of storyline behind it so i think that's why people were more intrigued with my matches with eddie because the storylines but Chris and I were the, had the best chemistry together. 
There you go. Yambag Jones is up next. Kurt, name one talent you pitched to work with when you were the established veteran that the office said wasn't quite ready for prime time spot against you yet. Nope. I never said that. You know why? Because I wanted all newcomers. That was the whole reason for the Kurt Angle challenge. Uh, that's why I had John Cena was my, his, I was his first match. They always wanted me to be whoever young guy, uh, that was coming up through. They wanted him to go through me first and, uh, they knew I would make anybody look good. So, um, I took a lot of pride in that. Was there one that you said, Hey, I want to wrestle this kid. And they said, Nope, we don't want you fighting him." No, no, it never happened. Uh, okay. Cause wh whoever they presented to me was ready. Yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, Carl Hayes, he says, Kurt, and this is interesting, 10 stars from today that you would start a company with. <laughs> Man, that's tough. I mean, there are so many damn good wrestlers. Um, I would pick, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, uh, Hulk Hogan. I'm going to add AJ Styles in there. I got to do that. Brock Lesnar. Um, I'm also going to add Kurt Angle. Okay, Kurt Angle, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> I better include myself. Um, Ricochet, because I love the kid. And um, last but not least, Bruno San Martino, the Pittsburgh legend. So you gave me all time, but he wants to know 10 wrestlers from today's wrestling that you would say. Oh, today. Oh, today. Yeah, so we can do that too. We can do that too. Okay. Here we go. Today's wrestling. Jeez, oh, Pete. I can Bruno help you with Bates, it if you want. Seth Rollins, uh, Braun Strowman. Um, I, I actually love Corbin, happy Corbin. I think he's a great wrestler. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, Dean Ambrose. You got to have Chris Jericho, the veteran. Um, I love Darby Allen. I think he's a great talent. Um, MJF, uh, and, uh, I'm going to say, uh, you mentioned uh, Cody earlier, C Cody earlier. Rhodes would be a great one. Yeah. Okay. Him. And last but not least myself. Kurt Angle, he's coming back. He's yeah. he's wrestling. I love it. Oh man! Come back, <laughs> George Jones. How did Impact Wrestling differ from WWE? It was laid back. It was more laid back. You came up with your own stuff. I mean, they gave you a an idea of what to say and what to do, and you made it your own. And WWE was all scripted. You know, they gave you it and said, "Read this. This is what you're going to say." Um, for the most part in WWE, a lot of the top guys could add their own flavor to it. But for the most part, the undercard guys and the mid-card guys had to say that what was uh, written out on the script. So WWE was a little more strict with that stuff. TNA was more like the Wild Wild Rest, uh, more like AEW is right now. All right, Kurt, we're getting to the last few questions here as we start to put a bow on this for, as we head into the new year. Tony Flowers, if you could give 28, 29-year-old Kurt Angle one piece of advice heading into his professional wrestling career, what would it be? Also, do you think he would listen to that advice? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last question first, because would I listen? Hell no. I, I wouldn't listen. <laughs> but, but I will say this. I would have uh, gone back and I would have taken it easy on the house shows and even the TV matches. Every match I did, I acted like it was a pay-per-view match, whether it was a house show, a TV, or a pay-per-view. I wrestled like I wasn't going to wrestle the next day. It was like it was my last match. And every single match I did, I got a lot of abuse on my body. I put my body through a lot of abuse. And I think if I would have let up on the house shows and a little bit on the TVs, 
you know, done great performances, but not put everything on the line every single night. I think my body would have held up a lot better. That was the problem. You know, I got injured quite a bit. I had to work around the injuries. And even when I was injured, I was still going 130%. So I just didn't know how to back off. And I wish I would have backed off. But would I have taken that advice? Probably not. And think about it too. You had so much of the E in the entertainment side of it going for you with the early Kurt Angle days. You could have been so much more of the entertaining stuff on the house shows. I, I you could know? have, and I could have, and I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good advice, man. I mean, it's good to hear you say that now. Uh, a wrestling historian is up next. He said, "I really enjoyed the Kurt Goes to Hollywood episode. Can you tell us about your time working on Chasing Molly? Thanks in advance." <laughs> Chasing Molly, uh, Shelly Pack. She's the one that invited me be in the movie she was the director and the creator of the movie uh incredible talent she wrote a funny script i ended up being a drug dealer <laughs> which was crazy um but it was a funny movie uh i absolutely loved doing it i only had to do it i only had to film for two days it was an easy movie for me i played a pretty consistent part in the movie i was surprised we actually got it done in two days but uh, i had a lot of fun doing it. i went out to la and, uh, and did the chasing molly movie uh, it's been, uh, it's been on, uh, Paramount. Uh, I believe it's going on Netflix uh, eventually. Uh, it's a great movie. It's a really funny movie. And I think Shelly Pack did an amazing job. There are a lot of good actors in that movie too. Ah, there you go. Thank you. Uh, a wrestling historian for that question. Matt Godfrey says, Kurt, if you could make a new team angle, who would be in it? And then he's got a Steelers question. I'm going to save. So if you're making a new team angle, who's your team angle? Well, I, I'd obviously pick uh, Chad Gable and Otis, my two enemies. Uh, they, they're, they're great. Uh, you know what I love about them? Uh, they're funny as hell. Uh, Chad reminds me a lot of me. I think we'd have great chemistry as being Team Angle. It'd be a lot funnier than the old Team Angle, definitely. A lot more yeah. entertaining. But I, I think those two uh, would be great, a new Team Angle. I would have loved doing that. And obviously inviting Gable Stevenson to be in. I don't know how funny he is, but he better be damn funny if or we're going to drop him like a bad habit. <laughs> there you go. Uh, how do you think Kenny Pickett is doing? Go Steelers. Kenny Pickett is our future. Uh, I knew he wasn't going to perform as well as people expected him to. He was a rookie this year. Young guy. He has a lot of promise. I really believe he's our future. and We're going to get a few Super Bowl rings because of him. Oh, I love you for saying that. By the way, this is a great time to say, head on over to boxagimmicks.com and check out Kurt Angle. You can find it in collections, Kurt Angle store. There is some Steel City Angle fresh merch that's been designed by our guy, Dominic D'Angelo. Some fresh Dominic designs, Kurt, some sweatshirts. Even the one that I'm wearing, you can now buy in gray and navy blue. And uh, yeah, man, uh, it's keeping nice and warm. You got some new designs over there. So check it out and, and pick up your swag over there. Uh, but some really cool black and white and kind of Steelers colors theme Kurt Angle merch over there. So there you go. Uh, Brian Haremza, during Kurt's amateur wrestling days, who are some people that Kurt wishes he could have had some matches with? There was a guy you mentioned last week that you wish you could have wrestled. Oh, uh, Alexander Karelin. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I said before, uh, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, most dominating wrestler. He was a heavyweight wrestler from Russia. Uh, he was, he was incredible. Um, but there, there were, uh, other wrestlers, uh, like I, I would have loved to wrestle like uh, Mark Schultz, Dave Schultz's brother. Um, he was, uh, the best overall athlete I've ever seen in wrestling in amateur wrestling. Um, I would have loved to test myself against him because 
he was one of the greatest American wrestlers of all time. And, uh, him and his brother, Dave, two of the best ever. And, uh, I would have loved to mix it up with Mark Schultz. He was a badass. Uh, next up we have pastor Tim and he says, if you could get in doc Brown's DeLorean, which we learned last week, that would be your dream car and go back in time to relive or change one moment of your career life. What would you choose and why happy holidays? God bless you, your family and your broken freaking neck. So, uh, <laughs> Kurt, if you could jump in that DeLorean and go back and relive or change one moment, what would it be? I would, uh, unbreak my neck before. Yes. Listen, I, at WrestleMania 19, that's when I dropped the title to Brock Lesnar. I was supposed to keep the title. I was supposed to beat Brock and have a nice long title reign. But unfortunately, I broke my neck the month before. Brock broke my neck. And uh, unfortunately, I had to drop it to him at WrestleMania. But I just wish that my neck would have held together a little bit more uh, because that injury right there was a long line of broken necks that were ahead of me after that. Um, I never let my neck completely heal. And that's the reason why I kept re-breaking it. And uh, I wish I would have taken a year off and done it right, let it heal, and then got, you know, 100% healthy and then continued on. But uh, that's the one thing I regret is uh, rushing myself through my broken neck. Lauren Eason, what was it like being on the show? Chris Angel, Mind Freak, episode Car Wreck, uh, car wreck Vanish. What did you tell us about that whole thing? He blew my mind. I mean, I, I watched him get in a car and start it up and uh, floor it over a cliff. And I looked for a trap door. I looked for uh, anything in the ground that was a trap door because I thought maybe he was going underneath the car into the ground and then, uh, you know, ended up uh, having the car by remote control driving it off the cliff. But I couldn't find a trap door. I couldn't find a hole in the ground. So it was amazing what he was able to do. It blew my mind. I actually thought he died. What was going to happen is his, his trick was he was, was going to handcuff himself to the steering wheel and he was going to break the handcuff and jump out before he went off the cliff. He never got out of the car. He just went off the cliff. And I thought, oh my God, this thing went wrong. But you know, the trick was he wasn't going to get out of the handcuff. He was going to fly over the cliff. He was going to appear dead, but he's going to end up showing up behind me. So, um, the trick worked. I mean, it was, it blew my mind though. I mean, Chris Angel, definite mind freak. I mean, he, he freaked me out, man. That day it was pretty go. cool. Yeah. Wrestling alternate commentary has some fun questions. Your, what's your favorite DreamWorks animated film to watch with your kids? Um, Shrek or sing, uh, okay. they love those two movies. I love them too. I actually like sing better than Shrek, which is kind of weird. You know, me being a guy, yeah. Know, well, listen to music, you know, instead of uh, Shrek, the big ugly monster. But uh, yeah, I love watching those with my kids. He says, what are your thoughts on the How to Train Your Dragon movie trilogy? And did your kids love that film? And do you think if they make a live action movie of that, do you see Edge as Hiccup and Beth Phoenix as Astrid because <laughs> Edge loves Vikings? <laughs> I never, I never saw the movies, but my kids did. Yeah. My daughter actually, because of that, she draws dragons and stuff. She, oh, she's cool. really into it. Yeah. But, uh, I, I never saw it. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about with edge and Beth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's as honest as he can be on that one. Johnny Sanders, our final question this week, Kurt, big fan. My question is if you could wrestle three guys from today's era, who would they be? And who would go over you or them? Okay. Me over all three. <laughs> <laughs> Roman Reigns, because he's unbeatable. I got to beat him. Um, 
Braun Strowman because he's also unbeatable. <laughs> Got to beat him. And uh, you know what? I have to throw it out there again, but I love wrestling with him, and he is unbeatable still, and that's Brock Lesnar. I want all the unbeatable guys because I know I can wow. beat him. That's a, that's a heck of a three matches. There you go. Brock. All right. I lied. We're going to finish up with one question from myself, Kurt. What does okay. Kurt angle have planned for 2023? I have a lot planned. Uh, no, really. Uh, same old shit. <laughs> New day. Uh, <laughs> you know what? My goal this year though, is to spend time with my family. Um, you know, I, it's kind of weird because during the pandemic, you know, I was home a lot. But I was always like, I got to do something. I got to go somewhere. I got to, you know, I was thinking all day long of what I had to do that I totally disregarded my kids because I felt like I have to be doing something because I've always done something my whole entire life. So being retired was really hard for me. I wanted to find something to do. And what I could have done the whole time was spend time with my kids and, and, and make it last, you know, make it uh, fun. And so that's what I'm doing now. I'm spending all my time with my kids and I'm finding out that I don't have to do work every single day if I don't want to. I could take a day off and go somewhere with my kids and have time with them, spend time with them. That's why we're going on three vacations this year. We're going uh, right after Christmas for a week. And then in the spring, we're going to Disney World. And then uh, we're going to Sarasota, Florida at the end of June until July. So uh, I'm taking my family with them, all three trips. And uh, this will probably be the first and only time that we have three vacations in one year. That's but awesome. my kids are pretty excited about it. I We're bet. going to Miami the day after Christmas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As this drops, you will have been in Miami because uh, this comes out the first of the year. So I'm sure we'll get to see some fun pictures on social media. And as you said, Kurt, you're enjoying being an Uber driver for your kids, you know? Uh, yes, I am. I, you know, <laughs> that kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie to you. I absolutely hate it. I mean, I, I'm in my car at least seven hours a day driving. These kids. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's insane. My wife has them set up with everything. Like they, they got like, they go to therapy, which is like learning disability stuff. Yeah. They go, go to piano lessons. They go, um, to CCD, they do their sports. Uh, you know, I, they, they have so many things going on. I, I like, I literally all day long, all I'm doing is driving them everywhere. Yeah, you're wife. like, you're just like, where do I go next? Where am I going next? We don't see each other till nine o'clock at night. We, we end up laying in bed exhausted. We watch TV for three hours and then go to sleep. That's our life. <laughs> and you have gym time in the morning, gym time in the morning. Right? I, I always have gym time when my kids are at school. Yes. Now they're, they're, they're on vacation. So it's a little bit harder. I got to wake up, make them breakfast and then head to the gym. But what a great dad. Most part, I, I I'm trying to be, uh, I wasn't a good father for a long time, but now I'm, I'm starting to be a pretty damn good dad. It's true. It's damn true. That's yeah, good. True. Well, Kurt, hey, listen, next week we're going to talk about your trips to Saudi Arabia with the WWE, along with uh, the times you had uh, there, the greatest Royal Rumble, being a part of the World Cup at Crown Jewel, DX versus Brothers of Destruction, and so much more. Guys, listen, check out all Kurt's past top impact moments at impactwrestling.com forward slash packages and sign up with the code Kurt. Also, check us out at adfreeshows.com. That's where you're going to get all your favorite wrestling podcasts starting at just $9 early, ad-free. Uh, so check it out, adfreeshows.com. 15 cents an episode each month. And you can check it out on Apple Podcasts and other regular podcast apps as well. Uh, check us out, Angle Pod Links. That's the easiest way to do it. Angle Pod 
links.com. You're going to find a link to our show, merchandise, social handles, etc. And we have a goal in 2023 to launch our YouTube into the stratosphere. So subscribe, turn on notifications. It's youtube.com forward slash the angle pod. We appreciate your support there, but Kurt, you know, before we get out of here, we got to talk about physicallyfit.com and those chicken snacks. Go ahead. Let's hear all about them. We got chicken snacks and snack smart crispy protein bites. One's chicken protein, one's organic plant protein. There are 11 different flavors. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. If you use the code ANGLEPOD, you get 20% off your first order, or you can go on the website and be a lifetime member, sign up there, and you'll get 20% off the rest of your life. These things are incredible. I promise you, you're going to love them. 11 different flavors. They're all delicious. And finally, check us out, uh, Kurt and all his wonderful merchandise at KurtAngleBrand.com. Whether you're looking for a cowboy hat, a milk carton, a cameo video, a birthday card, a photo, it's all over there with Kurt Angle. And man, what a great website, Kurt. KurtAngleBrand.com. And if you want any t-shirts, I got them too. Go to KurtAngleBrand.com and order yours and I'll send it to you. Guys, on behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, This is Paul Bromwell. Happy New Year. We hope you have a safe new year headed into 2023. Thank you for listening to The Kurt Angle Show. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen.